This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. We are wired up to give love and to receive love. We find our highest fulfillment when we find love in that way. And the Bible is not quiet on stories of love. Not at all. The Bible has so many stories of love. So many. Starting with Adam and Eve. When God brought Eve to Adam and then Adam looked at her, first thing he could say was, you are the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. You know? And Isaac, when he saw Rebecca, and the Bible says he loved her. And Jacob, when he went to Laban's house, he loved the woman so much that he was willing to do hard labor for seven years. I don't think there's anybody in this room that would do that. If you know that you love somebody, you are ready to be carrying conky for seven years. Raise your hand. Because of one woman. Okay. My guy raised his hand. <laughs> you know, seven years. He did seven years. And then when they brought him, oh, he was like, wow, I'm ready. I'm ready to marry the love of my life. And uh, lo and behold, is Leah. Big scam. And then he didn't just say that, ah, no, I think this, this labor is too much. He went and again. Another seven years, 14 years, just for one woman. Can you imagine what that woman will be thinking when she finally entered his home? This man loves me. That's love. Somebody say, that's love. You know? So the Bible is not quiet on stories of love. So many stories. But I want us to look at a particular story. You know, all those stories I mentioned, they sound sweet, right? They sound very nice, very appealing. Let's look at a story of love, another story of love in the Bible. Can you open your Bibles to the book of Hosea? Hosea chapter 1. Now, if you don't know where Hosea is, you can say amen and I will give you the clue. Okay, so if you can find Daniel, find Daniel. Daniel is just before Hosea. Why do you give them expo now? (laughs) Okay, so Hosea chapter 1. Okay, are we there? Are we there? Alright, so we're going to read a love story. I want you to follow this story. Now, I'm going to give you a, few, a, a little foundation. So, verse one, verse, chapter 1, verse 1 says, The word of the Lord came to Hosea, the son of Beri, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Johash, king of Israel. Verse 2. Okay, I want us to read it together. Can we go? Want to go? Stop. Let's start again. Want to go? Go. Stop. So let me give you a little foundation. Hosea is what you call one of the prophets. In those days, a prophet was highly esteemed by the people of the land. It was a man that could actually see the supernatural and hear the inaudible. He was a revered man. Many people looked up to the prophets and they said, wow, who that God would make one of my children to be a prophet. So Hosea was one of the prophets. You know. And then the Bible says that God said to Hosea, go, take unto thee a wife. Now, 
as a prophet, there are so many things you couldn't do. You know what I mean? You had to maintain yourself and all that. So you can just imagine what Hosea was thinking about. He was like, wow, now God has told me to go and take a wife. I can just imagine who God has for me. He's going to reward me with the finest girl, you know, in the choir, the finest lady in the church. So I want us to take it down to this is our, you know, our environment. And, you know, he's saying that, I know I've kept myself, so I know that God is going to give me the pastor's daughter. I know that God is giving me a prophetess so that when we mix our gifts together, you have a kaboom ministry. You know, I, I know that God is, if God doesn't give me a prophetess, he's going to give me the daughter of a king, royalty. But what does God tell Hosea to do? Take a wife of the Hordoms. In other words, go marry a prostitute. Now, I want that to sink in. Really? Somebody of my reputation, I should go and marry a prostitute? Satan, get behind me. You have to get behind me. And then he said, get behind me. And God is saying, this is not get behind me. It is me. I'm telling you, go and marry a prostitute. And Hosea is looking, okay, I'm going to marry a prostitute. I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to marry a prostitute. So what does he do? He goes down to the red light district. You can imagine, as he's walking, people are looking around him. The ladies are looking around him. And they're saying, isn't that the man of God? That's the man of God, right? And he's walking. And he's thinking, wow, my reputation. I'm walking here. And he keeps going. And many ladies are passing. They're passing. And then he sees somebody. And then God tells him, this is the lady. And that lady's name is called Goma. Somebody say Goma. Goma. Goma means in Hebrew, complete. And Hosea in Hebrew means savior, deliverer. So you can imagine, Hosea comes to Goma and tells her that, you know what, I want to marry you. And Goma is telling Hosea, Hosea, you don't know who I am. I don't know what you drank this morning, but I am complete in sin. I am complete in my weakness. There's, it's not as if there are, there's a little good in me. No. There's to, I am completely bad. There's nothing in me that you can like. But Hosea still chooses her. And says, come with me. Now what does God say? If you look at that verse 2. Goma is used to men coming around, taking advantage of her and going. But God tells Hosea, marry this person. In other words, make her part of your life. Make her as your own and your own family. And it's a story. It's the story of all of us. How God sent the deliverer to come to each and every one of us. When we were completely wrong. The Bible says that we were unlovable corrupted deep in sin yet the deliverer came he came for us in that red light district in that downtrodden place he came for us why because he loves us because he loves you because he loves me amen is somebody getting something tonight because he loves you so much he doesn't look at where you are you might be looking at yourself or maybe not you or somebody on the internet looking at yourself and saying, you don't understand. We don't 
correlate. There is no relationship between the two of us. And God is still saying, the deliverer is still saying, I choose you. I choose you. So what happens? Goma goes back home with Hosea. You can imagine how people are looking at her. And Hosea is still saying, he's taking her home and he doesn't care about his reputation. He says, this is the one that I love. I have chosen you and you are part of me. And they have three children. If you go through the verse, you will see it like that. So, that part shows us how God loves us in spite of where we are. Or where we, where we came from. But the story doesn't end there. If we go to verse 2, chapter 2, sorry. Let's go to chapter 2, verse 1. Now, Goma is in Hosea's house. Remember, Hosea is a prophet in the land. And Goma was a prostitute. Where she was coming from. Okay? So, now, Goma is in his house. And all of a sudden, she starts to feel like, I'm not flowing in this thing. I'm not, I'm not jiving with this prophet thing. You know, he has all the paraphernalia and people are coming to ask him to pray for them and to see the wig of God. And she's just looking in the background. She has not merged with Hosea. Not at all. She has not merged with him. And so what happens? She goes back. And some of us sometimes, we might be in the house of God and we might be saying, yes, I have heard that there is divine healing in the house of God. But I'm still feeling sick. I have heard that God has made all provision for me. But then I look at my bank account and I see there is a disconnect. So sometimes in those parts of weaknesses, some of us go back. And Osea, you can imagine what Osea was feeling at that time. Chapter 2, verse 1. This is Hosea talking. Listen to what he says. He says, Say to your brethren, my people, and to your sisters, mercy is showing. Verse 2, he says, Bring charges against your mother. He's talking to his children. He said, Bring charges against your mother, for she is not my wife, nor am I her husband. Tell her to put away her halotries and her adulteries from between her breasts. So what he's saying is that he was so pained. You understand? He said, how could you do this to me? And some of us, maybe I'm speaking right now in physical relationships. Maybe you were in a relationship one way or the other. Maybe the other person later said no. And then you start to, you are pained. You are pained. Does Hosea go and take another person? No. That's not what he does. What does he do? He goes back. Now, that is a kind of love that I don't know. I don't think I could have done. I don't know how anybody that could have done that. You took somebody from somewhere, brought the person to your level, and the person refuses you. She, but he doesn't tell her that, no, I don't want anything about you again. He goes back. Verse 14. Verse 14 says what? This is Hosea after he goes back to the red light district to look for her. He says, Behold, I will allure her to bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her. So you can imagine, Hosea goes back. He goes back to that place where she went back to. And instead of getting angry with her, he tells her, Look, I'm going to give you a door of hope. He's telling her that I still love you. 
I still care for you. I still want you to be part of me. It doesn't matter maybe if you were a worker in church and then you later felt that there was something that didn't happen to you and you left me. I still want you. It doesn't matter if you feel there are some things that you are struggling with in your life. He's saying, I still want you. I still choose you. In the midst of wherever you are, I still choose you. Everybody in church might not know it. People might not know it. You might have your, sing- your silent struggles, but I choose you. I choose you. That is Hosea. And that is what Jesus does. He doesn't look at us and loves us only when we are good. He loves us when we are not so good he loves us when we are perfect when we are imperfect he loves everything about us amen amen he loves everything about us you know how god loved us so much he chased us down and gave us his most precious precious relationship just to get to us wherever we were the bible says that two times god called jesus my beloved my beloved beloved is from the word agaptos which means my own my precious my esteemed and that is what god gave to every one of us he laid it down just to get to us there's nobody nobody that is sunken down or deep into any situation that god's love does not want to reach nobody at all the best way i can tell i can describe this love if you know this song by Israel Hilton, oh the overwhelming. Does anybody know that song? Oh the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. How it chases me down, fights till I'm found. It leaves the ninety-nine. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. God's love is amazing. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's amazing. There are times that you can look down on yourself and say you didn't make it through. But God doesn't see that. God believes in you. God loves you. And he knows that you can be everything that he wants you to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's the story of Hosea. I'm going to end very soon. And I hope we have received something. You might be saying, you might be saying that pastor david i know the love of god already i have understood the love of god already so the next step that god wants to get through to you is that he doesn't only want his love to come to you he wants his love to come through you god loves the world he loves the world so much and he has chosen to get through the to the world through you Somebody tell your neighbor, God has chosen to get to the world through me. Can you open your Bibles to the book of Luke? Luke chapter 10. I'll soon be rounding up. 
So if there's anything we can learn from the the book of Hosea, we can learn two things. We can learn some things. Number one, love does not consider where you are coming from. It doesn't consider it. It doesn't say whether you are a rich person or a poor person. It doesn't say whether you are intelligent or you are not so intelligent. It doesn't say whether you have millions or you don't have millions. Love takes you because love chooses you. That's true love. That's true love. And not only does love choose you as you are, love is too good to leave you the way you are. So God doesn't just love you with all your your, your makeup. He loves you so much that he will take you in your makeup, but then he will transform you into what you thought you could never be. So you can imagine Osea goes back to Goma, takes Goma up, back into his house, and then she gets it this time. She gets it this time. So that's the story about Hosea. Now, I want to talk about God's love through us. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 25. Okay, verse 25. Okay, so a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him. That him is Jesus. And he said, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Next verse. And he said to him, what is written in the law? And how readest it down? And he answered, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. You see, the way the love of God is, when we receive it, we cannot but love God back. The Bible says that not that we loved him, but he first loved us. When we receive the love of God, we cannot but love him back. People look at us and they see us singing. They see us in church crying. They see us lifting up hands. And they are wondering, what are these guys doing? They don't understand it. Because our relationship with God is not based on do's and don'ts. It's based on love. What he did for me that I could never do for myself. So, he said, Thou shalt love the Lord of God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And he answered unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do and thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? Stop there. So I've said that God wants to touch the world through us. But God does not just expect us to go to the whole world. He expects us to touch it by touching our neighbor. So if I was to ask, Who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is anybody around you anybody around you anybody that you have a contact with i will tell you a few things love is a choice we saw that in osia love is a choice i want you to say it with me love is a choice now there are some people in your life you might think you might say pastor david you don't know this guy this guy is a terrible guy i cannot love him but i'm telling you that you can because what god is love and as a believer god lives in you it's like mathematics. You say A equals to B and B equals to C. So automatically, A is equal to what? Mathematicians. I'll say it again. A is equal to B and B is equal to C. So automatically, A is equal to what? A is equal to C. Thank you. So if I say God is love and as a believer, God lives in me, what does that mean I can do? I can love anybody. It's a choice. Love is a choice. And I'll tell you, in those choices, love can be painful. 
it can be painful the people that can hurt you the most are the people that you love and do not return that love to you we saw that in Osea you might have seen some people around you some people that you believe in some people that you look up to some people that you wish that they could love you but they don't love you back but love is a choice by ourselves we cannot but through the Holy Spirit we can love requires forgiveness we must choose to forgive we must we must choose to forgive there will be seasons that people will do things to all of us that don't make sense I'll quickly tell us a story about Joyce Meyer I don't know how many people know it when Joyce Meyer was young her father continually abused her sexually mentally made her to believe that she was nothing at all but when she got born again God told her you must forgive your father she struggled with it struggled with it so much struggled with it and I don't know maybe there are some people here that some people have done some things to you and you are struggling with it every time you see the person you call back you see the normal human being behaves like two things you either behave like a snail or you behave like a snake a snail what happens to a snail when you choke a snail what happens it coils back it goes back into a shell and that's when people are saying that ah no i don't want to associate with this sort of people anymore i don't want to talk in this in this situation anymore i'm just going to be on my own i don't want anybody to hurt me they behave like snails or you can behave like a snake when you choke a snake what happens bites so the normal human being will behave like a snail or a snake but god does not expect that from us god expects us to love love will require death to yourself it will require you to say yes i have been hurt but i choose to forgive because god loved me i'll finish up with this story now i want you to think about jesus christ you know jesus was fully god and fully man at the same time correct he was fully god and fully man so in other words he was operating all the the spiritual gifts at the same time now the closest people to jesus at that time were who his disciples for three years he had invested in these disciples for three years he had given the disciples everything that he held he held precious to him many times people will come and ask him questions and he will tell them parables and then the disciples will come and he will tell them the real thing he said these things i opened them up to you he gave the disciples power to cast out demons and then when he was about to die the last supper just walk with me he has a word of knowledge i'm not saying this happened in the bible <laughs> i'm saying walk with me because he was all god he knew everything at the same time he has a word of knowledge and he sees judas who he has invested three years of his life he sees judas selling that relationship for 30 pieces of silver he sees peter that god himself revealed that this is the christ and that he told Peter, on this I will beat my rock. And he sees Peter putting that at the feet of a small girl and denying him three times. He sees all his disciples that he has called his own, his brothers. He called them his brothers. And he sees as they beat him and as they laugh at him, he sees them running away. And what does he do? He tells them to sit down. And he starts to what? serve them by washing their feet. They initially refuse. But he says, no, I have to wash your feet. 
Jesus knew what was going to happen, what they would do, but he didn't stop loving. He kept loving because he believed in them. Because he knew that love never fails. And that's what God is asking every one of us to do today. Two things. Accept the unconditional love of God. If you are listening to me somewhere and you are not born again, and you feel that, oh, I, 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 I don't know this love that you are talking about, you know. Now is the time to accept that love. And if you have received that love, what God is telling us to do today is to love unconditionally. Yes, there will be times that people will hurt you. There will be times that people will embarrass you. Choose to love. Choose to love. For in that is the full revelation of God. Can we rise to our feet? I want us to say a prayer tonight. I want us to say a prayer tonight. And I want us to say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Can you say it with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to accept your complete love. Help me to know your complete love. And I want to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I choose to love. By your spirit, I choose to love. Everywhere I go, I choose to love. Hallelujah. Can we give God praise? Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Touring Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.